0: Hello, everybody. This is the Fat and Week Podcast, and we're getting healthy.
1: My name's Daniel. And I'm Russell. And we've had uh, another good week. Now, I think since we've lied to these people pretty much every episode about our publishing schedule, I think we just need to let them know that our lifestyle, your lifestyle, it looks like Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it looks like two episodes a week. Is what we should be committing to. We keep saying we're going to get that third one in, and we never really do because of life. and And you work a lot of doubles, and so um, it looks like we can consistently record on Tuesdays and, and Thursday. Thursdays. And uh, so I think that's what we'll just settle on and quit fighting it. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. So a couple, couple episodes a week will do. And uh, so this week. Uh, uh, so that means we've recorded, this is, let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, this is five days, and we made it through a weekend. So weekends are usually our uh, nemesis, yep. our adversary, and so um, how'd you do with that roaring lion that seeketh to devour your diet goals?
0: I think I did pretty good. Uh, I think I did pretty good. I... um I, didn't, I don't feel like I failed. I don't feel like... I didn't do do everything perfectly, but I don't feel like I ruined my diet in any okay. any big way. Yes. Um, the biggest thing is... Um, I, I said I would start, start drinking soda, and that, that's hard. That's harder than I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, I saw you kind of slip a bag by me the other day, and I saw some orange soda in it. And I was like, that better be for your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like I don't know what it
0: is about soda it's more it's I like it <laughs> so but I have to find a way to I'm doing a good job in limiting but I'm not doing a good job in not drinking and that. avoiding it
1: and but that's good I mean where would you say well you said when you're not thinking about it you can knock out five or six glasses during a meal yeah right so when you are thinking about it and you're being intentional. What what do, you, what do you think you cut it down to, I mean? I think
0: I cut it down to at least one, and then I drink water afterwards.
1: Okay, um, so that's, I mean, that's a win. That's a step in the right direction. That's what we talk about, right? Not going from zero to 60, but going zero to five, and then five to 10, and then 10 to 15, and we'll get to 60. But if we try for zero to sixty and we burn out or we get overwhelmed or whatever, we end up not leaving the starting line, right? We just kind of sit there and spin our wheels. So
0: yeah, because it doesn't. Even though I said I didn't like meet my goal, I, I don't feel like I took two two step two steps backwards. I still I feel still feel like I took a step. Because usually what what we do is we oh we didn't get our goal so I'm gonna. Make sure i have so, four steps. Right, right. So, so this
1: weekend's gone. I'll start again Monday. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So you didn't do that. You had your glass or two and and got right back on. I mean, ne- the very next meal after that was good. Yeah. Water I, after that. Yeah. The, and I
0: didn't. I I didn't lose any weight again. So I'm kind of frustrated about that.
1: Yeah. Did you gain any weight? No. I didn't
0: okay. gain any weight.
1: But, okay, so we're going. I think uh, two weeks then, not gaining, but not really losing.
0: Yeah, and I think my the biggest problem is, is when, I think at the start of it, the intermittent fasting was good. Yeah, and but I i taking I started taking to extremes, where like I would go twenty four hours instead of my regular yeah sixteen. You're like oh,
1: if I can if I fasted for sixteen, let's go for twenty. Yeah, and if I go, and then it comes, then becomes um, you're exhausting. Kind of, yeah, and your kind of body's survival mode just kind of kicks in and says, "You're not in charge anymore. Yeah. And so <laughs> you then, had the reins and you blew it. So, so I'm then, taking over." <laughs> so then,
0: I, then I do like a twenty or 30, 25 hour fast, and then I, my body's like, "Okay, we're we're." Since you did that, we're going to eat a lot for the next two yes. years. Yes, and, and
1: now the fast justifies the food you want to eat, right? Yeah. Instead of building on it. So, no, that's, that's very common. I'm glad you're recognizing that. So And like it was good
0: to have the fast and have that um, motivation and all that kind of stuff. You don't know what you're doing, so you have all this motivation and you just do something just because it's, it seems like it's going to help. And then, so now I've gotta set in a environment to where I, I'm not relying on extremes to get healthy.
1: Right, because we've always said it's not the big moments that we reach our goals, it's in the daily little moments. Yeah, so I'm gonna put in
0: like environments,
1: help my environment by
0: like actually buying food and eating twice a day instead of just having one big meal. Yeah. And then, yeah, because I think that would help more than because it, become, it becomes a game more than just becoming healthy.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then when it's no fun anymore, you quit the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so uh, that was going to be my next question is now that you've identified the problem, how are you going to win this week? And it sounds like that's kind of your strategy. You're going to make sure you have the right foods available. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to that point we've talked about before, when you get to the point where you need to eat and your body is craving, if you wait till then to go purchase the right food, it's not gonna work. Right? You better have the food on hand, ready to go, convenient, easy. Otherwise, like you said, you've even had meal prepped and ready and still avoided it and went and got something because you crossed that line. Where you really were no longer in control of your goal, you were kind of your 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 habits, your old habits mm-hmm. were in control, and instead of pulling the prepared chicken and rice out of the fridge, you run to Walmart and get
0: and you're, whatever. You're, and your old habits are very strong and set in stone, and like even when I woke up this morning, like I, I knew how to go work out. The first yeah. thing, first thing I wanted to do, which I what I would usually do is I um, go get some soda and get some chips and sit in front of my TV and play video games, and then yeah, it'd be like day off, video games, yeah. chips,
1: yeah. soda. Instead, yeah. I got up and worked out. Yeah, you was, went to the gym. Yeah, you were gone a long time. So I was, were, I was gone for about an hour and a half. Yeah. So the gym that busy, or did you actually work out for an hour and a half? No, I
0: worked out. <laughs> And then I drove to the um, track and
1: walked for almost two miles. Nice. Okay. feeling pretty good. So when I do that, my diet actually pretty good goes well the rest of the day because I don't like losing. If I put that much effort into it, I don't want to just eat anything and ruin all that effort, right? So I like to build on that. So that's one good thing about working out first thing in the morning because it kind of helps you stay on track the rest of the day because you don't want to. Ruin all that hard work you and just did.
0: I, I don't know if this is like a psychological thing, but I like working out in the morning because you lost, like you wake up without any kind of food in your belly or yeah, you broke fast. So when you weigh yourself, it's just it's what you your get body that is. yeah,
1: you get that kind of benefit from that.
0: And then and then you go work out without eating thing, and you come back and you see wow I lost maybe two pounds yeah and, and the two pounds is probably just water weight
1: but it feels good but it, it feels good it gets that momentum flywheel spinning so,
0: so like right now usually I, I go work out and do that and I come back and I'm down two pounds so I'm probably like 219 and when I see that see that when I come back I'm like okay I can't mess that up I don't, don't want to mess that up, up. Yeah, yeah
1: let's keep that going right
0: so I don't I know and I know that's all probably not true that it's just water weight but yeah it gives me motivation. Like, wow, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, very cool. Uh, yeah, I was at 4:30 this morning. Uh, me and my wife were doing chair Zumba. Yeah, we're keeping it going. Okay. And uh, we actually added. Uh, we had ordered last week um, some uh, resistance bands from Amazon, and uh, and we were proud of ourselves because. We didn't order them and then wait to get started until they came in. We went ahead and worked out last week even without them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we started this morning with our first time, and it uh, it's kind of amazing, you know. Especially me, kind of a, a former like you know high school athlete and stuff, and always strong and you know two hour marathon listing in the gym and you know being kind of you know there's a lot of pride in how much you can lift and stuff. Um, so, you know, to be doing exercises now, 30 years later, sitting in a chair with, a the least strength resistance band is a little humbling. Um, yeah. Right. But, um, I got to start somewhere and that's where I'm at and that's it. And that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit. You know, what's, what's, what's the reality, you know, um, and, uh, but we did it, and she did it, and it was a 25-minute workout, and my heart rate was up, and I was sweaty. And I'll tell you, those resistance bands yeah, put another element on that workout. It's going to be good. So I can definitely see, us, uh, you know, three months down the road, moving up to those that four. We got five different levels of resistance. You know, we're on one, but doing it with five doing a harder workout, does it seem, getting out of the chair and doing some stand-up stuff. Does it seem hard? Uh, does it seem yeah. like
0: something you can do every day? Or?
1: It, it's definitely something you can do every day. It's not hard. In fact, some of it's laughably easy. Um, but we're going to take it slow because that's me, right? Um, the last time, uh, last significant time I went to the gym, I just went, I grabbed a buddy and went, you know, after not being in the gym forever. And I was like, Instead of doing the light workout and working up to it over 12 weeks, what did I do? I was with a buddy, so next thing I'm throwing 200 and some pounds on, benching, all this stuff, killed myself, hurt my shoulder, couldn't even comb my hair the next day, you know, couldn't even write my name, and all this stuff, couldn't walk, couldn't hardly get in and out of the car, and didn't go back, right? Did that one marathon, big thing, ooh rah, you know, and then... All of a sudden, nothing. And so, even though there's parts of this that's really easy, I know the plan. It's daily, and it it ramps up. So it's it. I'm gonna trust the process, and not try to rush it, and just you know I've done it my way every time, and every time I failed. Yeah, cause it, cause I, I'm, cause I don't know if you did you use my Amazon to buy that stuff? No. Why?
0: Because <laughs> like I like. Facebook, but I got a whole bunch of Facebook guides of like bands now. And, like,
1: <laughs> you got you got stuff of like. Um, it's because they're always listening. <laughs> like,
0: like like you got a you got a bar now. They have bar like this ad has a bar like you Attach do curls. It to your, yeah,
1: and you do curls and stuff. You like hook that. that to your band. Oh, that's cool. No, no, I I wish I had thought of that though. I would have much rather used your Amazon account than mine. Yeah, I bet you Uh, would. But so we did that. And uh, the other thing that was kind of cool is um, now for uh, almost two weeks straight, I've been taking my meds both AM and PM. I missed one AM dose. And it was on, I felt, you know, I told you in the beginning that the only way I'm going to take my pills every day is if I, take the time and put them in a pill minder and have them set and it's convenient. And so seven days straight, sure enough, I hit it every time. When I took that last dose on the seventh day and it was empty, I didn't fill it back up. So the very next morning, what happened? You didn't take them? I didn't take them. And, uh, and I, I thought about it a couple times, just never, and then, then it was too close to the evening one. so. But I ended up setting it up, I took my evening dose, set it up for the next seven days and we're back on track, so um, yeah, I have that problem sometimes sometimes I'm like, did I
0: take my pills? <laughs> and like it would help if I had like a tracker or something and I'm like, did I take my pills? I don't want to like take a second blood pressure pill because that would be bad yeah. and I'm thinking, like, because I remember thinking about hey, I need to take this, and I was like, okay, did I actually do that or did I just think it? <laughs> and I'm like going back and forth I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna stay safe and just not take it <laughs> and then and then you don't even know if you just missed it or you did not and i probably need to get a tracker cuz i've done that 3 or 4 times now
1: yeah i've got um i've got both before i i've got it in my pill minor now but how i tried to do it before is i had um am uh, meds and then i had pm meds so as i took them i would flip that bottle over and then at night i knew the ones that were right side up were the ones for night and then every time I took my meds, I'd flip flip them over and rotate. And that's kind of how I kept track. Um, but now that they're in the, the pill minder, it says AM, PM, AM, PM, AM. So um, that's really the way to go. And yeah, you should probably grab something because you don't want to double take or you don't want to skip it because you can't remember if you took it, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is all, all that grown up responsibility stuff, man. It's just, mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah, lots of fun. So, we've been talking um, in the past about you know goal setting and motivation and all these things and and what we're we've talked about our goals and where we want to go and why where we want to uh, why we want to get healthy and stuff um, so we can do some th- things. But um, I was listening to a couple podcasts and and something they said sparked they weren't exactly talking about this but it kind of sparked an idea in my mind of you know even when I've coached people, I've always said, even counseling, you know, sometimes like, let's focus on forward, you know, don't, let's not dwell on the past, unless there's something, you know, pertinent we can learn from it so that we can move forward, you know, without making that mistake. But sometimes we we don't pay enough attention to the reality of where we're at or the recent past. And we just, we're just chasing a dream. And, And that's fine for some goals, but when it comes to our health, I think we really need to have a sense of reality of what's really going on with us right now. What is our negative health cost to us? What does it look like to not achieve these new goals we have, right? If we don't reach this, if we don't pursue this every day, what in reality, what is the truth that is waiting for us a year from now? Five years from now, ten years from now. Well, the, well, the,
0: the the truth is pretty much death. But I don't want to go like because when, when you, whenever you say if you keep on doing this, you're going to die. It becomes decent. You become desensitized to it. Yeah. So you have to, you have to. When it comes to saying saying things that you're going to miss, you have to say things that you actually want to do. Like go to if you want to go to like a. Um, Disneyland or you want to go to um, Silver Dollar City here in Missouri or in, or go to Six Flags or you want to go anywhere or vacation like all that stuff becomes unfun because you can't you, in Disneyland you can't even take any of the rides right you, like you, you well, know, all those
1: parks require you to be able to do extensive walking to really enjoy them
0: yeah so like you're missing out on all that right and that that, that kind of stuff I feel like has more of an impact on me. I don't know if it has more impact on other people. Because when you say, well, if you keep on doing that, you're going to die and you're going to have health problems. Usually people can become, they already know that. And they become desensitized. But when you say, um, you may not see your grandson. All right. right. Or you might not, you may not be here for, you, you may not be here for specific things instead of just saying, well, if you keep on doing this, you're going to die. That right. doesn't, it you, a lot of people become desentitized from that. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I've been primarily always forward focused, and let's talk about the positive reinforcements, not the negative. You know, um, even you know, for years as a pastor, I'd much rather teach and preach on what we are saved to do, not just what we're saved from, right? It's not just a get out of hell free card, but there's so much, there's the kingdom of God that we're pursuing and there's so much open to us when we live live, uh, the Christian life, right? And so the healthy life, we can do that too, we can focus you know, if we get healthy, I can do this. I can do that. I can play ball. And I can go bike ride. I've always wanted mountain bike. I always, want, you know, I've never been skiing. I've never, and I'll ne- probably never will if I don't get healthy. You know, so you focus on those, and it motivates you for a second. But what, for my case, maybe it's more. I'm more aware of it because of my age and how much uh, bad health has already taken from me. And you're kind of at the beginning stage of it, and so you haven't really felt that yet. Um, and hopefully you won't, you know, hopefully your motivation. But um, I can get focused on that, the forward stuff, and it not be as motivating long term because I'm like, you know, if I don't get, it'd be cool. Yeah, that's what I do. I get, it'd be cool to be able to go on those vacations, but eh, if I don't, I'm okay. Right? So if I focus on those, I can kind of not allow it to motivate me. But if I'll take a moment and, sh- and go, okay, if I don't do this, not only will I not enjoy that vacation, but I'm probably going to lose my feet, right? I'm probably going to lose my eyesight. So it's almost, uh, before this, we were kind of talking about, it, it's kind of like, Bad health, right? For me, diabetes and obesity—all these things—they're this pursuing entity that is bent on destroying me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not in truth. There's nothing really pursuing. It's really just the, the uh, fruit of my own choices, right? It's the it's what happens. To me. It's it's apath. It's just a apathy. Things that rest deteriorate, right? So you've got to stay in motion. I kind of I think of it like um,
0: a cancer that we choose.
1: Yeah. But I need, for the motivation part of it, I need to grab it in my mind and I need a picture and I need to visualize it that this thing is after me. And every time I take a day off, it doesn't. You know, I take a day off from working out or my health, whatever, it's a step closer. It's gaining, right? And so it's not, if I, if I don't, um, do I can do a little bit of healthy things and lose my feet a year later but I don't want to lose my feet at all mm-hmm. I don't want to lose my eyesight at all yeah, like- and I've got to keep that in mind that this is coming this is you know it's like it, who here plays modern warfare yeah. you know the green gas cloud now you can be focused on the reward of getting the the uh, you know opening the boxes and getting cool loot and, and you know getting your kill streaks up and all that but that's the positive. That's the thing you're going forward. But you got to realize there's something behind you coming too, right? And how many times you've been focused on the loot and the good stuff and stayed too long and then couldn't outrun that gas and, and game over. Oh, cool. And that's how I feel with the diabetes stuff. It's always the circles always closing, right? And I've got to be aware of both what's behind me and what's in for forward, forward in front of me. Um, to put a complete package of motivation and discipline and grit and whatever else word you want to throw in there from whatever else motivational book that's out there. But it all has to work together. I don't have the luxury of just focusing on one thing and it working for me. Yeah, it's kind of like in those movies where the, um,
0: the um, protagonist is just running away from the antagonist and it seems every time they take a break or, or stop the, the um, bad yeah. guys right behind him. Yeah, them. I
1: have a question about that. How come in these movies, the good guy's running full speed, the bad guy's walking, yet they're always right behind him? Yeah,
0: you notice that? And it seems like every time they
1: stop, he's closer. He's, he's, he's closer or he's in front of them. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? Right? I want to learn to slow walk like that to where I get there twice as fast than running by slow walking. I I, I want movie bad guy walking abilities. Yeah. That's what I'm
0: after. But yeah, that's what obesity is. It, it once you get to a point where it's life, almost life or death or you're going to lose something. It's kind of like the bad guy. It once you take a day off, it's closure. Yeah. Cuz when you take a day when we take
1: a day off, it's not a normal day off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bigger chunk of time than that. Yeah. Yeah, we reward ourselves for a while. Um, so, so that was uh, so for you. You're saying it's really hard to visualize right now what the realities of obesity and stuff will cost you. I mean, you can probably look at us, me and your mom, and project forward and go, I kind of see what could be in my future, right? But then you can also justify it and be like. But I won't do the things they did. I'll never allow it to go. You know, like you said last time. You, you, at one point you said I'll never be 300 pounds, yeah. right? And then you hit 330. I did that too. I remember when I would never be 250, then 275, then 3, then 325, then 350. I'd never be over 400, right? And I think at my highest I reached 422. Now right now I'm about 395, right? So I'm not that far under my highest. So I've, I've got. I need to go the other direction at least probably 150 pounds, to have any chance of keeping my feet, you know? And and, and it's crazy, because you would think that alone would be enough motivation to drive past Terry Queen. Yeah. But it's so funny how a cherry-dipped cone now no is worth more than my legs 10 years from now. Isn't that crazy? it's just, it's, it's a lot, it's just not weight loss, it's
0: also about money and like how people can't save, have a hard time saving money even when they can. Yeah. And like, they think they need something now to fill the dopamine effect. And it's hard. It's, once you get into the effect, once you get into the return of I can't wait to get the reward, it's really yeah. it's really hard to wait for the reward because when you drive when you're driving by dairy queen you're you're, you're tense you're you're having an anxiety conflict yeah. with dairy queens and it, and and it goes away it pretty much goes away as soon as you pass it yeah. but passing it is hard
1: yeah yeah and it's trying to when, remind yourself that you'll survive and you can
0: keep going and once you <laughs> and once you and once you pass it you're relieved usually
1: yeah but though it's on your mind and and you you're thinking about it and you hit Hardee's instead on the way home <laughs> cuz it's still ahead of you yeah. right um, it's hard to make it all the way home but um, so one exercise, I don't know if it'll prove fruitful or helpful or not, but. Okay. But about what were you talking
0: about? Even when you go to like Walmart, like I, I read this, we read this um, thing about people go to stores and unhealthy people have a really hard time walking back by buy stuff that they want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Like healthy people usually go in Eat their shopping list, grab what they want, one maybe a treat. Yeah, and we go in and we, we walk in and we tell ourselves we're not doing this, we're not going to get the soda, we're not going to get the chips, we're not going to get cake or whatever because we're going to get a healthy food. Yeah. And what do, most people still go to the thing that they know they shouldn't have and still buy it and then walk out and feeling shamed and then eat the thing anyway because they're. Emotionally, yeah.
1: Well, now they need something to help with the shame.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, and, you're right, and it's it's, and I, I can't remember. I'd have to look it up, but it was really interesting how how unhealthy people
1: shop versus healthy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I can't. I pretty much can't go shopping and come home without getting a Mr. Good Goodbar.
0: Yeah, we can't. You can't even. It's not even that you can't even get past me going to the
1: store and. Yeah, there's anxiety. Like when you say, I'm, "I'm running to Walmart," there's this like anxiety that comes over. Like, I'm you know the fear of missing out. It's like like you were told, I need something. Like, I I didn't want red vines. Like, I didn't want peanut M Ms. Never even were on my mind. The second you said, "I'm running to the store," and even I've even gotten where I said, "No, I don't need anything." I am proud of myself. But then sat there and dwelled on it and got more anxious the more time you were gone because I'm thinking, here's my last chance to text him before he goes to the checkout. Last chance, (laughs) And then still go, text you, hey, can you get? And then you come home without it and you go, I was already through. And now I'm mad. Okay, nothing changed. I was fine before I knew you were going to Walmart, right? Nothing changed. I'm not even hungry. I'm not any hungry that I were when you went, but just the fact that there was an opportunity and I didn't take it or you didn't enable me by turning around and once I did make the decision and getting it, you, you then you're fighting those emotions and then you're in a bad mood and it, yeah, addiction is nuts. Yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy because like, some people think that's
0: um, over-exaggerating or maybe make, it, it's, it, it's a real thing and I, like not a lot of people talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. About how hard it is during that conflict to say no and keep on saying no throughout the day. Well,
1: you get in that frenzy, and when it, you know, there's things I can't stand. I don't like corn nuts. I can't stand corn nuts, right? But when I get in that mode and I'm tearing through the pantry looking for anything, if I ran across it, I'll sit there and hate every bite and finish the bag and not even enjoy it. Just cause Just get in that frenzy. Yeah, like it, it has to be satisfying. it's like a
0: it's almost like a frenzy because i I'll do that like I'll, I'll look in the refrigerator and I'll see stuff and I'm like i don't like anything here <laughs> <laughs> but i'm more i'm more um i want to i i want to eat things i don't like i think that's different
1: you yeah, know I'm, yeah and you've got some sensory issues too some textures and stuff that you just can't get past i i used think it was a blessing I wasn't picky but I guess I'm cursed with the fact that I'll try anything <laughs> yeah, cause, and I can I'll work with it yeah cause I, I'd rather starve than eat pickles and like, <laughs> I mean if we get down to sardines and stale crackers I can still make a feast <laughs> you know? yeah, but
0: I've been that like I'll look in the, in the kitchen and like I'll see all the things that I could eat that I,
1: I like a little bit like yeah but, and i'll be like i'll just go to walmart i'll yeah. just get whatever i want You're like i'm five minutes away from having what i want and yeah. i just walk
0: out the door and i don't really want this but I, and but I, and i'm really hungry
1: i'll just i'll just go to walmart so let me ask you this if you fail at all this that we're doing what will be the reason What do you mean if we're trying to do this podcast we're trying to eat healthy, take your meds, reach your goals, but if it all fell, say you're looking at your you're five years from now you're talking to yourself the version of you that didn't accomplish any of it, what is most likely going to be the reason it didn't work um
0: Probably the main reasons because i then um, it set myself up for success and walked like walked into every day like um, I can just go like go for, go by the flow and going by the flow is what got me here and so if i don't have, if i if I don't go against the flow of I'll just I'll just figure it out when I get there, because I I have that attitude ever since I was a kid. If I go by the flow, and it works in some instances going by the flow, but when the going by the flow is what's killing you, you can't do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're you're always going to do this big thing. Down the road, mm-hmm. but it's always down the road because you can never do the right thing today or tomorrow, right? And it's always today. And if you can't win today, you're never going to get tomorrow because every single day is today. Right? So we got to figure out how to win in the todays and not worry about the year from now. Not worry about the Florida vacation a year from now. Right? Because if you're not, like, I kind of believe,
0: I used to not believe that, like, if you're not going to do it today, you're not going to do it at all. I used to, like, think that was.
1: What's one day going to hurt?
0: if I used to think that's kind of ignorant because there's things that take time but but like what you what you talk about with your motivational what I've looked on YouTube like you, you if you project what you already are you'll become that
1: yeah so Seth now he's not a diet guy he's a marketing guy but Seth Godin in his book um I think it's called this is marketing He says we kind of have to get our minds in line with who we are. So we need to identify who we are, not not who we are in this, not, not the 400 pound who we are, but who are we inside of all this? Who am I? And then once I identify who I am, what do people like that do? Right. And once we identify who we are, What those people, people like that act, do, think, say, do, then we need to just start doing those things. And if we do those things and we hang on and we do the things that, so in this case, you know, if I believe I'm a 200-pound fit person that's carrying a 200-pound fat jacket, right, Mm -hmm. then... I need to ask what does a 200-pound fit person do? Well, like... And then live that, at the best I can, live that lifestyle. I can, I'll can't. i never become a 200-pound fit person, no matter how big the goal is, if my daily life is the life of a 400-pound person. Yeah, and like, um,
0: like you know what... And I'm trying to figure out what I... Because I, I was like 250 pounds, and then I... In high school, like my freshman year. You yeah, got down like 170. And I, I got down all the way to 170. Yeah. And I don't know what I did. The only thing that I remember is I told myself I I don't want to be the a fat, quote unquote, fat kid anymore. Right. And so, like, and I did crazy, I did crazy things. Like, I still ate and stuff. But I would work crap four hours a day. Yeah, you had the what was it the 100 workout or something yeah, like the, that? I had the 100 workout. Like I would do a 100 jumping jacks, 90 sit ups, situps. Seven. You'd work
1: backwards to all these exercises every single day. Sometimes twice a day. Yeah, and then and then one and one was supposed to be one mile. Yeah, yeah. I remember you. <laughs> I look back at some of those pictures now, and I'm like, man, he almost looked sick. I did. He was I was so thin.
0: I, I was I was six six one and almost got down to. 165 pounds, and like you could almost see my ribs and stuff. Yeah, like that. and
1: your face was kind of sunken in. It was like, okay, you, I think your uh, healthy weight's more around probably 190 to 215 for your size. Yeah. So, and I, I did that, and I, I don't know how I did that.
0: Like I can say. Well, it was daily. It, it, yeah, but it was, it, That's was what it was, it was daily. It wasn't easy. It wasn't yeah. easy at all.
1: Yeah, and you still ate whatever you want, but you only ate once a day, I think. I, I ate twice. I, what I did, I would eat but bre- no, no seconds. I would
0: eat breakfast, and then I would, I guess, pretty much fast until whatever Mom made at night, and I would eat one plate of that and drink yeah. drink whatever I wanted.
1: Yeah, but you were working hard, Plus you had basketball practice and all that stuff going on, too. No, not doing that. Like, like during
0: that time? I would go to school, and then I would just work out from, like, 3 three p.m. as soon as I got home from school. And then I would work out until like maybe 5 or 6 yeah. and do that. And then after at 8, I would do sit-ups and everything while you guys would watch Biggest Loser.
1: That's what I did every day. Yeah, while well, we <laughs> watched Biggest Loser with a huge plate of spaghetti <laughs> from the TV. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I'm laughing. That's actually very painful.
0: Uh, I did that every... Every single day. Uh, And then everything went down when I got a car.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was the kind of end of it. So with the time we have left, have you heard of um, goal achievement theory? So it's kind of new. And uh, Jordan Peterson, I believe it is, on his podcast talked about it. And so I thought I'd run through it with you and we kind of touch on a couple of them if it uh, connects with you. But when you look at it, when when they come down to like the 10 things that help or stall somebody from reaching their goals, all these gurus, social scientists, biohackers, all these, they, they've kind of put it down in these 10 things and they call it the goal achievement theory. And they say if you fail at your goals, it's probably one or a combination of these ten things. And so if you know those going forward, you can build your plan with these in mind so you get ahead of it, you know. So you try to put barriers and and, and up to keep you from failing in one of these ten areas. So I'm just gonna run through them and maybe give a short um, explanation of what each one is, and then see which one stands out to you. All right, all right. So number one is future identity. So they're saying if you, you know, we 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 have goals and stuff, but a lot of times we don't truly believe we'll ever do it, right? Um, uh, and so if you if you want to be 200 pounds, but you don't really believe it's going to happen. Your brain is your brain naturally prioritizes, and if you don't believe it that it's going to happen at some level, your brain's going to prioritize your energy and stuff and your thoughts to support other things, mm-hmm. because it's going to be like, oh, that's that's just dream. It's not something we really believe is going to happen. So why put the effort in it? And so you, your body and your mind and your physiology actually works against you. So they'll say, you know. You really need to nail down and it's, you know, it's good to have a stretch goal, but you don't want it so stretched that you don't, at your core, you don't believe it's going to happen. Right? I'm going to, I'm going to be a billionaire someday. Right? Well, if you've never made a hundred thousand dollars, you probably don't want to set your goal for a billion because you're not going to believe it enough to push through the things needed to get there. Yeah. It's kind of like asking the, um, person at
0: Walmart you got a million dollars and you're just asking that you don't actually believe it
1: yeah yeah and so um, number two is intrinsic value so what to say if you fail a lot of times we all of our um, uh, motivation is external it's what we're gonna get it's what other people are gonna think of us and if there's no internal passion tied to that goal that when all the outside stuff falls out, when nobody's rooting for you and patting on your back, and even when everybody outside has turned against you because now they think your goal's stupid, do you have enough internal passion and connectivity to that goal that you believe in yourself enough to go for it, that you will fight through? Because if, there's, uh, if you're counting on outward, outward usually doesn't last. It's the inward, anybody that's accomplished anything great, there was some kind of internal fortitude that got them to keep going when the normal person would quit or when the reward was no longer there uh, other than the sense of accomplishment that they were built with, right? So this intrinsic. Um, three is what they call utility value. Is there a utility value? And, and, and this is a little harder concept, but basically it's saying, is there a tangible reward? Right, so losing weight's not a tangible reward. It's kind of, out. It, it's, you can't measure it, you can't hold it, smell it, touch it, you know, right? But, so you need to turn losing weight into a tangible reward of being able to fit in a Mini Cooper, right? You can touch and feel that. Yeah, it's kind of like the,
0: um, I read an article where, it says if you want to motivate yourself to lose weight, buy a pair of jeans that you can't fit And try to put it on every day
1: that's see that's tangible i know i'm healthier when those jeans fit right otherwise just losing weights this untangible thing right that's relative to somebody else's weight and it it
0: does work because like that really does work because we go out and try to buy clothes and you put them on, and you're you're hating. You're pretty much hating yourself every time. You ready to go home? ready right right to go have the same fun? I don't want to buy anything
1: now. I just want to go home. Yeah. Uh, number four is what they call opportunity costs. We've mentioned that. Uh, a lot of people don't. They fail at their goals because they never really get started or really commit because they know fully committing means saying no to some other things, and they haven't really done the work to prioritize down that this is worth the sacrifice, right? And so if you know if the sacrifice is more painful than the perceived reward of what you're doing, you're not going to do it. Right? So you really got to think what you got to be honest with yourself. What am I going to have what what is it going to cost me to do this and make that decision and go into it with that so that later on when you realize wow, have you ever you heard that sometimes you change for the better and all of a sudden your friends change too because they didn't grow with you and sometimes that's painful you know so you'll quit so you don't lose your your friends or whatever you know and so that's opportunity cost that there's other you know if i if i if i go over here that means i can't go over here if i spend my money on this it means i can't spend my money on this and if the goal and the the passion and all that other stuff's not strong enough That'll be enough to derail you or keep you from fully committing. Um, Five is delay time. Um, This is that idea that a 30-year goal isn't going to motivate you. Losing my feet in 10 years isn't going to motivate me from today's ice cream cone. Right? So you got to break things down to short time with with, uh, quick wins. Now, one of the examples that I really liked about this is do you guys remember, you might not even remember, you're so young, but early, you and your brother, we put you guys in Kempo Karate. And you probably, if I said nine star blocking or something like that, probably triggers some memories in you. You guys did that hundreds of times. Um, But if you remember, you know, in the old days when you would earn belts, you'd have to complete the whole thing to go from white to yellow. Well, that's a long time, and it's hard to keep motivated for three months to get that next So what they did is they took that three (coughs) months and broke it down into eight chunks of time. And so in uh, 10 days, you could earn a piece of tape taped around the end of your belt, right? And another 10 days of showing up and doing the things, you can get another. And so you got this tangible reward every 10 days or so added to it and got stripes on your belt. And then when you got to the six or eight or whatever it was stripes, then you earned the next color, and it broke that one reward down into multiple rewards in short distance and kept you motivated. Yeah, that that I, that 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 works yeah. to an extent, because um, people that play
0: video games that know this. Sometimes when you do the do the reward and then you find out you just do the same exact thing to get this another reward, it becomes monotonous. Yeah. So you can't you can't use that to do it every single time because then it becomes like okay
1: I, I've seen this before. Well, I notice in video games too that in the beginning it's really easy to level up. So like on day you start a new character and on day one you play four or five games and you've went from level one to level twelve. Yeah. Right. But later on when you're level like hundred. It might take six months to get to level one oh one. Yeah, and then and then you get halfway through and you're like, This isn't worth it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so um so there's a, a happy medium there. Sometimes it's so easy, it's like ridiculous. And other times it's so hard you just give up. I what was it? Uh Rain Tom Clancy Rainbow Six video or a, a PC game back in like the nineties I played. There was one level that was so hard I spent and this is before you could just Google something. You had to like, go buy gamer magazines and look for tips. But I, I finally just gave up. Never could finish that game because of one thing on one level. It was just so hard. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out and gave up. And you, know, you know what sucks with video games, though? <laughs> this is now the video game podcast. You you
0: um It was so hard at the beginning, whatever you were facing. like um, And then you go back and face it again, and you beat it in five seconds. Yeah, you just
1: blow it away. Blow and you're away. like... That was so. I remember that being so hard and frustrating. Yeah. Dreaming about trying to beat that thing, and wake up middle of the night thinking about it. Yeah. And now you can just go to that level and, yeah. And you're gone. Yep. Well, and hopefully that's what it'll be like. Like doing chair Zumba with the lightest strength band, and feeling like man, that was a workout. You know, my goal is in six months I'll just for fun sit down and do that workout and just laugh. Like, this is so easy, I don't even feel like I've done anything, right? And, but that's good. That's progress, right? Okay, so let's move on. Number six is personal control. So what it's saying is a lot of people give up on their goals because there was there was part of their goal that was out of their hands, right? And so they're talking about, you know, you might not be motivated if it takes all your hard work plus a little luck to get there, right? And Or you have to... Uh, one of the examples of Jordan Peterson you, not Jordan Peterson that's your guy yeah. um, did I say that earlier Jordan Peterson yeah. uh, oh shoot I gotta give credit where credit's due so I'm gonna have to look it up but um, anyway uh, he, he said like if it, you could do all the education do everything but you have to pass a board of people that is unpredictable yeah so it's kind of like your goal is to win the lottery yeah, you have no control of that, yeah, right? Of that. So, yeah. so you're not going to sacrifice much in your daily life for it if there a significant part of the success relies on things outside your own control, right? So it says, you know, find, find the things in the goal that you have control over and focus your goals on those and so that you can measure and you can reach and you have control, you know, over. But um, if a big... If the success means somebody else's stars have to align, right, um, before you have a chance, you're probably not going to stick to it. Or, or saying if, like, um, I don't know, explain, like, if, if my
0: brother does this, I'll do this kind of thing. Yeah,
1: and it gives you an excuse for not doing it, but it didn't really help you get it done either. Yeah, so, so like, with, yeah, okay, I get, kind of get that. Yeah, okay, so the, the next one is social support. How many times have people not done something and their excuses uh well I just didn't have any support. My spouse, my girlfriend, they just you know, I, I try to make something healthy and then they eat something bad. And I just didn't have support. How was I supposed to do this? Right? People didn't believe in me. So, you know, and uh it, it's funny because he'll just go like uh okay if that person doesn't believe in you that's one person right There are 300 and some million people just in America. There's plenty of other people. You know, if you are looking for a reason to quit, one person's all you need. But if you've committed to succeed, you will will see the 10 people supporting you and shake off the one that's not, right? Or you'll move to an intrinsic from before and you believe in yourself enough. You know what? Their dream, your dream doesn't have to be their dream. Right? and we need to quit making our dream somebody else's responsibility right they don't it's not their job to support us it'd be great if they did but if we go into it it that's almost like the one before personal control but in this case we're handing over control to somebody else like if you don't do this with me i can't do it then then we justify it well it's your fault i mean you could have you know if you'd have shown up i could have done it If you'd have went to the gym with me, I'd have been there this morning,
0: Yeah,
1: right? And so we need to get past this thing, that this excuse of social support. Now it's great, what you do is you go out and build your, that's why when I coach people, it's like, let's build your team, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Coaches of championship NFL teams and stuff don't go, well, I didn't have the right players. They go get the right players, right? well, if my players would have played better. No, they'll play better or you'll get new players, right? You build your team. Yeah. And uh, you know you don't have to, doesn't mean you leave the people that were on the team. It's just you don't bring them into the responsibility of your goals if that's not where they're aligned or where they're capable of. Um, and you don't pass it aggressively use them as the excuse why you failed when you really didn't want to succeed to begin with, Right. So that's social support, and usually, and usually people that use that excuse when you do support them, they get mad. Yeah, yeah, like when you take their bag of potato chips away from them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you were a little passive aggressive, thinking of me there. I think. Um, this this one is called bandwidth belief. Bandwidth. Bandwidth. So you're thinking about a computer, right? Yeah. The more bandwidth you have, the more pages you can have open without losing performance, right? And so what happened, bandwidth, is it is uh, I just had so many things going, I couldn't accomplish that. You know, maybe in the future I'll have less going on. I'm too busy. You know, I'd have been successful, but, you know, the car broke down, the dishwasher quit, the dog got sick. and And that... Like with COVID, that kind of proves everything wrong, yeah. because if
0: there's there's really no excuse to saying we're too busy because we're literally you know
1: yeah the entire world changed and took half our excuses away, so we should see an entire generation of people just busting through all their goal barriers. Yeah, but that's not gonna that's not <laughs> happening because
0: people that people like comfort. More than we
1: we adapt down oh. instead of pull ourselves up, we just adapt down and because the' cause the main like
0: human survival tactic is to literally survive, and comfort is surviving you're not in a state of stress or in a state of anything you're, you're surviving. But when you're, when you're just surviving, you're just breathing. You're not doing anything meaningful. Right. So, like, most people want, want to just survive instead of actually pursuing something meaningful.
1: Right. right. Yeah. Um, so, just because we're getting towards the end of the podcast here, I want to knock out these last two. So, number nine is resources. This is that excuse, I don't have everything I need to get started. Yeah. Right. I don't have I can't afford it. I don't have the right weight set. Um I can't afford the gas to go to the <coughs> gym. You know, all those things. And we've used every one of those. Right. There's always gonna be, you know, next week or next payday or next something, I'll be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. But that comes and goes. And we never so there's always something else that's needed. Right. And so that's what we're doing a little bit different this time even with the chair zuba, okay? The the exercise bands haven't come in. So what? We'll do it with nothing. We'll do it with soup cans from the pantry as our weights. But let's get started, right? Yeah. So and but that's what we do. Jim Rohn says, you don't need resources. You need to be resourceful. Right? So if you really want to do it, you'll find a way. If you really don't want to do it, you're going to find a way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And number 10, Um, is just health. Um, We just don't feel good. We don't feel like, and that's one, you know, I'm trying to get healthy. And and this kind of goes against where it says, uh, what I was talking about earlier about, you know, um, if inside I feel like I'm a 200 pound fit person, so I just need to do what 200 pound fit people do. But the reality of my current health, I can't do that. So, if they would go for three-mile jogs, if I did that, it would be a traction in the hospital.
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that, um, I think, well, you told me what you were gonna talk about, and I was thinking that, thinking about how obesity is like a cancer that we choose, and when, when you get the, the height of obesity how bad it can be, and the height of how, how bad a cancer can be, like, why do, you, why do we expect us to go out and be able to jog for a mile or be able to do all these things that healthy people are supposed to be able to do and then get mad at ourself when we can't do it but you wouldn't get mad at yourself if you were a cancer patient and tried to run a mile and couldn't do it you, you'd you be saying there's a reason why you'd be like I, and probably you'd be super out of breath like you did when we went on that walk you we were super out of breath dizzy yeah I had to sit
1: down I got dizzy room was spinning yep
0: and then and then you get upset. I don't know if you got upset with yourself or whatever, but like, that's what's supposed to happen. You're, you're literally fighting the obesity. Yeah.
1: So when you say do what a 200 pound person would do, it does, it's not literally do the things because I'm not going to be able to do the things, but it's put your mindset into the mindset of that person, right? That person is going to probably eat differently than you're eating. Right, they're gonna make different vacation choices and purchase decisions and and relationship decisions, all these things than you do at 400 and some pounds. They're gonna say yes to some things that it's easy for you to say no to right now. Right, and they're gonna say no to some things that you say yes to every time. And so you you put yourself in the mindset of the person you wanna be and say, people like this do these things, and you place yourself in that. Until your body and your life follows the mindset is what I'm getting. So those are the 10. So it's like you got to, to reach your goals. You have to have them. And when he was talking about health, he was talking more of energy management and um, mindset and anxiety and stuff. Cause he's already a healthy dude. Um, but in reality, actual physical health is what limits me from doing some of those things. So the very fact that I've gotten to the point where it's hard to even walk could be my excuse. My health won't let me get healthy. But then came along chair Zumba. Yeah. Right? So I do chair Zumba until I can walk. Then I walk until I can lift weights. And I lift weights until I can go bike riding. And I go bike riding until I can whatever. Right? And take it slow. So we got one minute left. Is there any closing remarks or thoughts? I don't know. I don't really have anything today. So we're going we're gonna to gift them with one minute for their own life. They can use it however they want. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. This was the Fat Week Podcast. I'm Russell. And I'm Daniel. And we will see you on Thursday. Take care.